Welcome to Active Word with Bishop Ishmael Sam of the Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, UDOLGC. Called of God, he ministers under the anointing of his father, Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Bishop Sam is the resident bishop of the Loyalty House International, Abbey Dawenya, of the Dawenya Afenya Link Road. He oversees many churches, both in Ghana and abroad. May the power of God be activated in your life today as you listen to Active Word. I'm 
live for him I am brand new My life has changed Come on to me All who labor And heavy laden
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your encounter with the word. Put your hands together for Jesus if you believe that Jesus of Nazareth is coming your way. Father, we thank you for today. We give you praise. We give you glory. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome in your strength, in your power. Welcome in your own special way today to meet us at the point of our needs. You know the cry of every heart here today. You know the expectation of everyone here today. I pray that you touch even each and every single one of us that for whatever burden we came with, we will lay it at your feet before we leave here. We will not go back with it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you. We give you praise. And we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take our seats. And welcome to church. Welcome to church. Our third week of our month of evangelism. And um, which means that we are evangelizing and bringing people to church. Which also makes us to remember the three important words that we need for evangelism and we need to stay on as Christians this last few weeks that we've been talking about and that these three words are which words we realize that it takes anakazu it takes anakazu to be a soul winner and get the soul to church why? Because the soul that you are going for is already being held by someone. And there are plans and everything so that the soul doesn't come to church. So you need anakazo to get the soul to church. This anakazo will make you do so many things. So we talk about practical steps for, of anakazo. That means one of the steps to the key to overcoming excuses. Do you remember? Oh, do you remember? 
the key. How many of you have invited somebody today that the person has given you an excuse and it's not here? Give me a wave. Okay, since we started the month of evangelism, not today alone, but since the beginning of this month, how many of you have invited someone who gave you all the assurances that I'm coming to church, but he has always been giving excuses. How many have experienced it like that? Okay, some have not, never been gone out before, so they don't even know. Because if you have gone out before, you know. So excuses. One of the main reasons why people don't come to church excuses. But an Akazo man who overcomes excuses. What's the next one? Biazo. What is Biazo? Force. Hallelujah. Use force. And um, if you some of you, the way you are talking, there's no force in you. You mean you are talking about force? Force. There's no force in you. Do you get it? So you have to use, sometimes you have to use force from the days of John the Baptist until now. You see, the kingdom of heaven suffered violent and the violent take it by force. And you have to take some things by force. Because Satan also is coming for it. Satan is also coming for it. Amen. So you have to use force. And some of you are too not forceful. You are too dull. Are you getting me? Then where's the next one? And there are shamelessness. Shamelessness. You see, you don't accept an empty house. Shameless. By the time we finish this, you see that the whole place is full. Shamelessness. Do you get it? Because if you are ashamed to go and to force them to come, they will not come. Do you see? And some of us, we are too... It's like, well, I don't want to go. If I go, they will say this, they will say that, and we are ashamed and all those. But Paul said, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. On Tuesday... Some of you were supposed to go around and do evangelism. How many of you went for evangelism on Tuesday? Yes. And rather, you have to be shameless, isn't it? You didn't go, so you can't answer. You have to be shameless, isn't it? <laughs> Wonderful. So it takes all these things to get somebody, as we situate in here, to get somebody to come to the kingdom of God and to establish the person. It takes Adnadaya, it takes Anakazo. It takes biazo. If some people said, after church, when we go to church, we should just sit in church and enjoy church. Sunday, dear, you just wear your shirt, come to church, coolly. The pastor will preach, but what is this? Go and bring souls. Go and bring souls. One church, I'm coming. Eh, how to pass here and carry people in my car. How to park my car and go and bring them from wherever. You see, if you are like that, you got it. And the church of God, if you, if you deceive yourself into thinking that Christianity is spreading, uh, you'll, be, you'll, you'll be shocked. It is not like Christianity is spreading. Maybe the church is spreading, but not Christianity. Maybe the church is spreading, but not Christianity. You get it. So don't be confused that Christianity is spreading. Because if you look at the church today, I mean, even now they say the church is actually being used as places for so many things. It's all because Anadea and Akazo Biazo is gone. So nobody is prepared to take his face and shamelessly and forcefully say that this is wrong. You see, that's why we come to church 
And all manner of things are happening in the church. You think Christianity is spreading. Pastors are the ones who are afraid even to talk about this. Because they are afraid to lose their churches. They are afraid that they will close down their churches. So, but the people who spread the gospel, they kill them for standing for Jesus. So the certain man made a great supper and bade many. So the man made a supper and brought people. And the supper is still being made. The man's supper is the church. It's the church, like Sunday morning like this. It's a supper. Supper time. And bade many. This is the place that the dinner is. And this is the place that we are bathing many. Do you get it? That's why when we come to church every Sunday, we have nice music, we have nice worship, and, other, and there are some Sundays we say, no, let's go out and come. And the music is not nice. The place of, you have to know that it's part of the thing. It's part of it. There are times music will not even come on at all. So that the people will be invited, send. The people are supposed to play this. So say, he sent them. He sent them out to go and bring the people in. Are you getting what I'm saying? The people are supposed to, he sent them out. And I'm telling you that what we are talking about here, it is practical. When he said, man made a great supper, he said, you think it's so far, far, far. The supper is always being made in the church. Every Sunday is a great supper. And he sent, he sent for people to come. And you, we have to go out. You are the man's servant. Do you get it? You are the man's servant. He sent them out. Because when he came to church, he saw that there were two empty seats there. He saw there were three empty seats. He said, no, 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 no. I cannot have this feast in an empty space. So go out and bring. And they told him, you don't know what has happened to us. All the people we invited started giving excuses. Some we called. They said they would come. But just before we came, oh, my grandmother has sent me. I have traveled where? A shy man. I've done excuses. Do you get it? But the man still said that in spite of the excuses, in spite of the excuses, I remember once we went out, we came to church, we were happy. Then we sent the people out to go and visit and bring people into the church. The one person he said that day he had bought his medicine, he was going to commit suicide. He has bought his medicine. He was going to drink and commit suicide. And he came to church that day. If we had just sat in church and we had not gone out that Sunday and we had thought of, oh, we have dressed, we have come to church, it's not going to be convenient. Somebody has driven his car here. How is he going to go back? And he came to worship God. He didn't, he's not an evangelist. He just came to worship God. You see, if he had done, the person would have died and probably gone to hell. So the supper is always on. And the servants are always being sent out. I get what I'm saying. Then he went on in the verse 23. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. So that compares the word anakazo. See, enter other places and bring them in. Compel. Compel. Now something else is holding them. And I tell you, the people we are trying to invite, eh, something else is holding them. And we need to force. Sometimes it's the power of alcohol, power, the spirit of the world, the spirit of smoke, all those things. So we need to, you know, compelling also means praying for them. So that you need to pray and release them to come. Are you here with me? So that is anakazo. And anakazo, you have to take practical steps to do things. Are you getting me? 
Oh, are you getting me? Yeah. Wonderful. Now you are Nakazo people. So Jesus wants us to go out. And when you win them, it's not only just bringing them to church. It's also establishing them. Establishing them. Because sometimes Satan can let them come. He doesn't have any problem. But as soon as we close, they go and they don't come again. How many of you know people you brought last week today, they are not here? Uh-huh. You see? So this one also requires an akazo. And it's so easy because the Bible says that the sower went out to sow. And when he went to sow later, he realized that only 25% responded positively to the growth of the seed. So some were choked by, some fell on the pathway and the birds of the air pew, came for them. Some fell on rocks. They started growing. That means it came for two more Sundays. Then they went off. They went, some they were with us. They were, but they didn't remove the tongues from the way. So as they were growing, some certain things came in. So all these things, that's why you need an akazu. You need biazu. Make sure that you remove all those things from the way and the people will now. So if you are here today, you have been in church, you established me that somebody has anakazoed you to be here. And then a lot of things have happened for you to be here. You are one of the 25% of the people. So you are very important. Put your hands together for yourself. You are one of the 25% that God has brought here to come and be blessed. Amen. So as we continue preaching and leading people to Christ, today I'm sure we'll do something special, but I just want us to also go on again and, and read this very popular passage of Scripture. I know everyone knows it. You know, as we do evangelism and everything, what is at the back of our minds? What is at the back? Why are we doing evangelism? Why are we doing evangelism? Why are we making people come to church? Why are you... Why are we even saying that? Go and force them. Go and force them to come to church. Also that, like the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not what? Should not what? But have everlasting life. That's why we are doing that. Do you see? And if you believe, and if you know that indeed there is heaven and there is hell, it makes you have a certain attitude towards um, evangelism and towards Christians and how you want them to be established in the Lord. Amen. So I want us to go to our popular factors of scripture, say something about it, and we'll look at two or more things and we'll see what the Lord will do with us today. So Luke chapter 16 verse 19. Luke 16, 19. This is Jesus speaking here. Again, like he did with the parable of the, the feast. This the great supper. This also is one. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. Fed sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sauce. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dust came to lick his sauce. 
came and licked his sores. And it came to pass. Everybody say, it came to pass. Say, it shall always come to pass. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. So the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. So as for death, all of us will die. Do you get it? All of us will die. But when we die, look at even the description that I'm giving here. That the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man died was buried. But the beggar was also buried. Do you get it? But as I say, was carried by angels. So today's message is both an encouragement for you yourself who is born again. And also an encouragement for you to go out there and snatch people. From hell, hallelujah. Even when you die, you are going to be carried by angels. As they are carrying you and they're going, you are you angels are going to carry you. And then the, the next verse says that, and in hell, and in hell, he lift up his eyes, being in torment, and seared Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. So the man who didn't have Christ died. And went to hell. And Jesus is the one saying this story. And I say an eyewitness account of what happens when we die. But we all have a, a certain idea that man lives on. You see, even many religions believe that there's life after death. It's what we don't know. is what, what really happens. But we all know that there's life. That's why even in our traditional days, we say um, we call on the ancestors. Because we know the ancestors are alive. But as to where they are, we don't know. They are somewhere. Do you get it? But this eyewitness from the spirit realm came to be man and told us and is telling us that actually this is what happens. I get what I'm saying. Actually, this is what happens. And as I'm, as I'm saying this, I am going to read to you a certain book I was reading about the other side of it. Do you get it? But actually, this is what happens. That the rich man died and the poor man died. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes. So when you die, you have your eyes, you have your ears, you have your nose, you have your everything intact. We shall recognize you. We, you shall also recognize, everybody shall recognize each other. Are you get what I'm saying? And then you can see, because he saw Abraham there. So I think there's a, either there's a glass or there's something you can see here and this book can see you. Do you get it? So you can see that ah, this person who used to come to church and become so, this is in hell. And you can say this person who used to come to church and always doing it is in heaven. Oh, we are both in heaven. It's not always that, it's a negative thing. We are all in heaven. Do you get it? And you can see others. May we never see anybody who used to come to church in hell. Do you get it? It's, it's, it looks like we will see. It looks like we will see. Amen. As to our reactions, I'm not too sure whether it will be, will be sad or will be what. I'm not too sure. And then the Bible says that, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and all those things. So Jesus here is telling us that when you die, there is a heaven and there is a hell that you go. And that's why we go out to do evangelism. 
Because we don't wish that anyone. But I said, so that none should perish. Amen. And that's why Jesus came. So if we call ourselves Christian, then every now and then we need to go out there and bring people to Jesus Christ and pray that they become established and we all go to heaven. And even pray that those who are still in the church, because some are in the church and they are backsliding. Some are in the church and they are backsliding. You see, and some were originally chosen, have not responded, they respond, but they've gone off. Like the great supper, some people were giving invitation card. When he did the dinner, he actually invited some people. But when the time came, they didn't come. And then, so let's say, let's, let's assume that this is, maybe the man built a nice church, air-conditioned church, and invited some people, to tell you guys should sit in air-conditioned church, and they didn't come. Then when you came, you saw small, 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 small boys, and guys sitting in air-conditioned, and, and they, they are the ones in the church. That's what happened to the man. It's that he did everything to get them, but they themselves rejected it. And others, new people, new people came in. Do you see? But whatever it was, his aim was that the, the house would be full. Hallelujah. His aim was that the house would be full with people so that the dinner would be eaten. The word of God would be heard. Amen. So there was this book I was reading now, this book I was reading that I just want to, it's not something I'm good, but I just want to quote pieces of it, um, of the book that I was reading, just pieces of it to you. And uh, what's the title of the book? It's um, Heaven is for Real. How many of you have read it before? I read it before. Heaven is for Real by Todd Beppo. How many of you have read it before? Huh. Okay, this is a little boy's astounding story of his trip to heaven and back. A little boy's astounding story of his trip to heaven and back. Heaven is for real. Amen. So when this boy, this boy was sick and um, he was taken to emergency ward, they were performing some kind of procedure on him and somehow... When, and he was about three years when this happened to him. He was about three years, getting to four years when this happened to him. So when he came back, because I'm not, I'm not going to read everything, I'm just going to read pieces of what I want you to know. When he came back and um, they took him home, occasionally as the parents were conversing with him, he would say something and he would say a few things. So later they got to know the guy really had an encounter when he, he was in that condition and went to heaven, you see. And so, as I was, I was reading, I said, oh, this is a nice thing that you have to know, so that you know that the story that Jesus said is true. Are you getting what I'm saying? So do you want to hear? Yeah. Are you sure? Okay. So to cut so many of it short, now he has come back, he's around everything. It wasn't until we were driving through North Plate on the way to South Dakota, that the light came on. That means he's been saying things. He said that the light came on. So in their conversation, I said, he said they were passing by the hospital. So he told the young boy, hey, he mentioned the Colton. If we turn here, we can go back to the hospital. I said, do you want to go back to the hospital? So the father just asked him. 
It was that conversation in which Colton said that he went up out of his body, that he had spoken with angels and had sat in Jesus' lap. He said, when he was moving with him, and he said, do you want to go back to the hospital? And the guy started talking. So in that conversation, he realized that the son had gone out of his body whilst he was in the hospital and had spoken with angels and had sat in Jesus' lap. Amen. How many of you want to sit in Jesus, on Jesus' lap one of these days? Okay. So, as I said, I'm just going to read. I'm not reading this. Well, did anything else happen? That he has told some things. He nodded. Eyes bright. Did you know that Jesus has a cousin? Jesus told me his cousin baptized him. So that's a young man, three-year-old boy, getting to four years. You see, he told the father, did you know that Jesus has a cousin? So I'm telling you that one day, when you die, you go to heaven. And you see things. So John the Baptist, who is dead, this young man, he said, did you know that Jesus Christ has a cousin? And he baptized you. And the story, you know that the boy shouldn't have known. Do you get it? That's what makes the story nice. The boy shouldn't have known. But somehow, he asked the father. Then he said, I won't say most of the time the father said. The boy said, I don't remember his name, but he was really nice. I don't remember his name, but it was really, well, I, his father was a bit surprised that John the Baptist was nice. <laughs> because you all know, how many of you have heard of John the Baptist? What was his appearance? Ragged and everything in the wilderness, eating wild locusts and bees and all those things. And said, he was really nice. I said that one day somebody will see you in heaven and you'll be really, really nice. It's to this place that they don't see that you are nice. It's this that they don't see that you are nice. Then he said, hey dad, did you know Jesus has a horse? I'm talking about heaven. I'm talking about heaven. Small boy, he went to heaven. You every time you have a dream. <laughs> did you know that Jesus has a horse? Then the father will say, a horse, I'm not interested in what the father said anyway. Yeah, a rainbow horse. I got to pet him. There's a lot of colors in heaven. Wow. Say, I've got to pet the, the horse. Charlie. Jesus. Said that Jesus. in heaven, that that's where all the rainbow colors are. 
Wow. Then the father asked, you were in heaven. So the father was surprised. So he said, you were in heaven. Then the boy said, well, yeah, dad. He said, as if that fact should have been perfectly obvious. He said, oh, yeah, dad. He said, so the boy was innocently talking about something he had seen. So now the father was like, you were in heaven? Also, yeah. Why not? I was in heaven. It's, it's, like, it's like you should have known. You see, you should have known that. I was there. So she, he, he was just talking about an experience he had had. And he didn't know all the things that the father was saying. So one time, he said, hey, Colton, can I ask you something else about Jesus? Then he asked, what did Jesus look like? Then the boy said, Jesus has markets. Markets, M-A-R-K-E-R-S. Markets. Then the dad said, what? Markets, daddy. Jesus has markets. And he has brown hair. And he has hair on his face. Wow. And his eyes, oh, dad. His eyes are so pretty. His eyes, so pretty. You go and see somebody, woman's eyes, it just dazzles you. You know, it makes you leave church. Because of somebody. You see, his eyes, oh, dad, they are so pretty. How many of you want to see Jesus' eye one day? Oh, hmm. Then the dad asked, what about his clothes? What about his clothes? See, he had purple on. He had purple on. His clothes were white, but it was purple from here to here. That's one boy talking. You know, it's purple from here to here. And he had this gold thing on his head. He had this gold thing on his head. Then the father said, like a crown? Yeah, a crown. And it had this, this diamond thing in the middle of it. And it was kind of pink. And he has markers, dad. You know, small boy, as for his, he has seen the markers. So he's more interested in the markers. So the father said, suddenly I had it. Colton, you said Jesus had markers. You mean like markers that you color with? Yeah, like colors. He had colors on him. Like when you color a page, the father asked, yeah, well, what color are Jesus' markers? Red, daddy. Jesus had red markers on him. Wow. Do you know what he's talking about? Maybe some of you still can't get. You see, the boy will be surprised. I say, oh, so my, why, why are you surprised? He, he had markers. So without hesitation, he stood to his feet. He held out his right hand, palm up and pointed to the center of it with his left hand, like this. Then he held his left palm and pointed with his right hand. Finally, Colton bent over and pointed to the tops of both of his feet. That's where Jesus' markers are, Daddy, he said. Then immediately, he knew that he was talking about how he was nailed to the cross, and then the nails went into his whatever. So... Another time, they were talking. This, they said, so what did... So the guy had told there are a lot of kids in heaven. So the father said, so what did the kids look like? 
What do people look like in heaven? What do people look like in heaven? What would you look like when you get to heaven? You know how the rich man was. You know about Lazarus, isn't it? But what do you look like when you get to heaven? He said, everybody's got wings. Everybody got wings. Wings? Then the father asked, did you have wings? I asked. Yeah, but mine weren't very big. He looked like a little disappointed. Yeah, everybody had one, but mine went big. So when we get to heaven, wow, tell me. I thought somebody would say I'll be there this afternoon. <laughs> you people, I wish you were not wearing masks. Hey. Okay. Did you walk? Did you walk places or did you fly? Okay. Did you walk or you, did you fly? Did you walk to places or did you fly? He said, We flew. Well, all except Jesus. This is a young boy talking. And this is what I feel like talking to you about today. I get what I'm saying. We flew. Well, all of us except Jesus. He was the only one in heaven who didn't have wings. Jesus went up and down like an elevator. I mean, you can see that he's trying to describe something. You can just say he's trying to, because he's a little kid, if it were you, probably you know what it was like. But I said, Jesus was going up and down like an elevator. Like this. And they, oh, everybody had wings. Like this. You are flying. You are going to visit. Oh, yeah. You are going to visit this person. They will be flying. Amen. Every one kind of, every one kind of looks like angels in heaven. Dad. Everyone looks like angels in heaven. They ask, what do you mean? See, all the people have a light above their head. All the people have a light above their head. So this body, he was just conversing with his father. He didn't know some of the things he was saying. Everybody, you see, have the time that he died, but that one we'll talk about it later. Everyone. So I'm just looking for some more to talk about. One day they were walking, and suddenly the boy spoke up. Dad, you had a grandpa named Pop, didn't you? Dad, you had a grandpa named what? Pop or Poppy? Pop, didn't you? Yeah, sure, I sure. I said, yeah, sure did, I said. Was he your mommy's daddy or your daddy's daddy? That is what we're asking you. You see, the Bible that we are talking about is real. So I'm reading one of the realities of the Bible to you. You get so that you can identify with it. This is, I think, 202 or something. 22, I say 22. Yeah, 2002. Was he your mom's dad? He said, no. Was he your mommy's daddy or daddy's daddy? He said, Pop was my mom's dad. He passed away when I was not much older than you. Did you get it? So the dad himself didn't even see the grandpa well. The boy smiled. Instead of mentioning, I said, the boy smiled. He's really nice. Wow. He's really nice. The man said he almost drove his car into something. 
They say, yeah, I've got to stay with him in heaven. You were really close to him, huh, dad? He said, I've got to stay with him in heaven. So when he went to heaven, he, got, he, he saw his granddad, and he went to stay with him. What is that telling you? Family, when we get to heaven, we see people. He didn't know the man. You get to know. He didn't even know the man. But the man died. Even the father himself didn't know the man well. But he had some experience with the man. So his father quoted him, what did Pop look like? What did Pop look like? Oh, that Pop has really big wings. What did his clothes look like? He had white on, but blue here. I mean, later he's talking about sash. But blue, white on, but blue here. He said, making the sash motion. Wow. And he said, I had a lot of fun with Pop in heaven. A lot of fun with Pop. I spent a lot of time with Pop at their place out in the... Okay, this is the father trying to tell the guy how he spent time with this thing. Then, when the father told him about the, the experience he had with the dad, then the small boy said, oh yeah, I know. Pop told me. Hey. And you read the time that the young man, I mean, whatever experience he had, should be three minutes. Three minutes. And so three minutes, all these things are happening. So then he confirms the scripture that said that a day with God is like a thousand years. And a thousand years like a day. Yes. That's it. So I am just making you see that what we are doing, it's real. So when we read the Bible, a certain man died and was clothed with purple and they came to story. You think it's on story that they are saying. So we don't bring it to our level. I'm, I'm saying, this one just happened. It just happened. Are you getting what I'm saying? I said, no, Pop told me everything. Even told me you had a dog. He mentioned the dog's name. So that the father was like, wow. This three-year-old guy who didn't know anything is telling me everything about what happened. So he said, the thing that surprised mom most, because one day he was there and he said something about another thing which I'm going to say. Then we will be closing soon. The thing that surprised mom most was the way Colton told the story. Pop had recognized his great-grandson even though Colton was born decades after Pop died. That got mom wondering whether those who were gone ahead of us know what's happening on earth. You see the question? Whether those who have gone ahead of us know what is happening here on earth. Remember the rich man said, if you can send someone to my brothers, because he knew what they were doing. So those who have gone ahead of us, or is it that in heaven, we know our loved ones, even those we didn't get to meet in life, by some next life way of knowing we don't, I mean something, is it like in heaven, even your relatives you didn't meet, and what makes you, I mean, recognize them when they come, are you getting me, Amma? Yeah. So live this life well, oh. Hmm. Then let me give you another thing. One day they were there, and then the small boy asked, Mommy, I have two sisters. I have two sisters. Then the mother didn't mind her because, yes, you have two sisters. One sister and your, 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 
your sister, your cousin or something. So the mother says something. They say, no. The mother says, no, you have your sister, Casey, and do you mean your cousin, Tracy? No. He replied, I have two sisters. Then the boy said, you had a baby die in your tummy, didn't you? Are you getting what I'm saying? You had the baby die in your tummy, didn't you? So at that moment, the mother of Gogo said, Who told you I had the baby die in my tummy? She did, mommy. She said she died in your tummy. Hey. Hey. Three, at that time, he has gotten to four years. Three years, four years. So she said she died in your tummy. And then the mother was surprised. And she became, I think she became teary and everything. And then, then the boy said, it's okay, mommy. He said, she's okay. God adopted her. It's okay. God adopted her. You see, even when I was reading this, what came to my mind that all those who have committed abortion and all these things, you see, you go and meet them there. <laughs> and that's the first thing I'll get to be. They will, you see that they will come. Mommy! <laughs> and then you, the man to whoever said, Daddy! That is why you need to make sure when you are going to heaven, the blood of Jesus has covered you. All your sins are forgiven. So when they see you, they will not see that you did abortion. They will think that they, de- they died in the womb. You think they died in the womb. So you see, but don't be afraid. They are okay. So say they have been adopted. Then the mother said, Don't you mean Jesus adopted her? He said, No, mommy, his dad did. Then God himself adopted the children. And anytime you read books, people go to heaven, you say the children are very special. You know, children are very special. He described how the the sister looked like with all the hair and everything, and they realized she looked like one of them. Then the boy said, in heaven, this little girl ran up to me, and she wouldn't stop hugging me. Oh. She wouldn't stop hugging me. So all those who have lost ones, like Bishop said, breaking news, they are still alive. They are still alive. Our brother who used to do the drama, Lincoln, he's still alive. Yes, he's still alive. Then they asked, what was her name? What was the little girl's name? She doesn't have a name. You guys didn't name her. Charlie, there's nothing hidden under the sun. That's when you wake up in the morning, you ask for forgiveness. In the afternoon, you ask for mercy. In the evening, you ask for everlasting love. Every time, you have to ask God to wash you with the blood of Jesus. All the children you've you've thrown away as abortion, they are alive. They are alive, waiting. Some of you have five. Some of you have two. Some of you have three. They are all alive. The only thing that will save you 
It's when you give your life to Jesus. And you confess and you, you it's washed you with the sin in your blood. And when you meet them, you see that it has been forgiven. Mm. Then he says something that still rings in my ears. Yeah, she says she just can't wait for you and daddy to get to heaven. Wow. She said what? She said what? She can't wait for you and daddy to come to heaven. You see, that's why when somebody dies and you are crying and the person died in the Lord, what the person will be saying is that I wish you continue as a Christian so you die and come to heaven. That's why Jesus told them, don't weep for me. Weep for yourselves. Weep that you can endure and come to me in heaven. Amen. Do you want me to say more? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Those are the bad. Do you want to hear more? Yes. Okay, I can see from the way your ears are up. Then the father said, I remember you saying you stayed with Pop. So when it got dark, you went home with Pop. What did you two do? When you were there, you went home with her. What did you do? Suddenly, serious, suddenly serious, Colton's called at me. It doesn't get dark in heaven, Dad. Who told you that? Who told you that? It doesn't get dark in heaven. So the dad says, so what do you mean it doesn't get dark? He said, Jesus, he said, God and Jesus light up heaven. It never gets dark. It's always bright. Hey. Hmm. That's why I say, yeah, woman be a whole emotion fair fair. Now they be a emotion fair fair. Now they be a You have to understand that it's really true. Hallelujah. It's really true. One day it was Good Friday, and the father asked, What's Good Friday? Then a the boy responded, Well, Jesus told me he died on the cross so we could get to see his dad. That's Good Friday. <laughs> so, <laughs> all this thing that we say, that he specifically said, he said he died on the cross so we could see his dad. His dad is who? Who is Jesus' dad? He said, what is Good Friday? He said he died on the cross so we could see that. He said, somebody attempted to say also, but I said, no, he died he told me, he said he told me that he died on the cross so we could see that, his dad. How many are going to see Jesus' dad? Wow. Wow. One day, they were going somewhere and I think the guy, the swamp almost crossed the road and the father took him that, if you do that, you will die. So the father was very angry with him. Then he looked at him and said, oh good, he said, that means I get to go back to heaven. Hey, I think he was crossing a road or something. And the father got very angry with him. So if you do that again, you will die. So the father was so angry. So, oh, it's good. It means I get to go back to heaven. And you see you. You don't want to die. You don't want to die. You want to live. Even as I'm saying, I'll be there today. He said, no. You see, because you don't want to go back. He said, it's really a nice place, actually. It's really, I mean, you must want to be there. 
you must want to, you must want to pray that God, if it is my, anytime it's my time, when it's my time, let me die in the Lord. When it's my time, let me die in the Lord. Hallelujah. So the father did something. The father did something. They wanted to be sure that he saw the daddy. Because he had told them something that's very, very nice. I think all ladies will want to hear this. He had told them something that's very nice. It's because um, the father took a picture of the daddy when he was old. And he showed it to him. You see, then the boy said, the father told the, dad, the boy that this is how I remember Pope. The father said, then when the boy looked at the picture, he said, Dad, nobody is old in heaven. Nobody is old in heaven. And nobody wears glasses in heaven. So all of you wearing glasses and things like that. Nobody wears glasses in heaven. Nobody is old in heaven. Yeah. So do you know what they did? Do you know what they did? The man called his mother to take an old picture of his father when they were young. When the father was young. To bring so the, the mother brought it as the boy's grandmother brought it. Then they called the boy to come and look at the picture. When the boy looked at the picture, he said, Hey, come here, take a look at this. I said, Hold it, what do you think? Then the boy suddenly said, He said happily, How did you get a picture of Pop? How did you get a picture of Pop? That when he was young, do you get it? Like some of when when, those of you are born, when you look at your pictures, you were not born, you are Afro. Those are the pictures that, that look, all bored people, take heart. <laughs> all bored people, take heart. In heaven, Afro, Afro, Afro is what they will see. Hey! Good news in heaven is your Afro picture, the picture that you believe yourself, Father, that you are standing like this and you're holding the flower like, ah! Those are the pictures you see. You know, you see my hair, you know I used to blow my hair. Yeah, you would have no idea. I used to, I used to plate my hair and blow it. Blow it then with that um, Duncan's hair. Spikes. Spikes like that. But you know it's a, it's a surprising thing. In that picture that he saw, there were old there were other people in the picture, like his aunties. You see, his aunties, the grandmother who brought the picture. And that person who was still alive then in the picture, but he didn't recognize them at that age. I get what I'm saying. He didn't recognize, so they asked him, Don't you recognize anyone else in the picture? He shook his head, No. Then they told, That's grandma. The grandma who is sitting here, that's her. So, so this shows that he indeed saw the grandpa in heaven. And the picture he saw is what he knew about it. Because you are not in heaven, so he didn't see you. Are you getting it? Then he told them, can I go and play? And he left. <laughs> As usual. You see, so, I just read this for you to know many more, but I, they are not in that order. So I read this to know that, look, heaven is real. Heaven is real. And all the things that we are saying, we read the parable of Jesus, we read it, they are real. And that's how we are here. And that's how we are still serving the Lord. And that's why we want to still serve the Lord. That's why we want to go out and bring others to come to salvation of Jesus. Because, yes, we know about hell, but there's also a nice heaven. 
there's also a nice heaven that we will see you. When I see Pastor Bellings, I'll see Pastor Bellings. Hallelujah. When you see me, you'll see me. And that's why if you are doing anything that you are not sure, be careful. Yeah. If you are doing anything you are not sure, be careful. Because it's not games. It's not games. It's true. Jesus said it in the parable of Richmond and Lazarus. There are other stories. I'm sure you all heard stories of people who died and went to, had near-death experience, went to heaven, some went to hell and came back. I'm sure you've all heard it before. This is what I have read to you. And it's true. Amen. It's true. One day I myself, I, had, I don't know what happened, but I had an experience. But I realized I was out of my body. I was out of my body. And I remember when I got out of my body, the first thing I saw was that I saw my wife lying there. I saw, my, I saw me and my wife lying there. And I, I don't know why I was happy. I know I was happy. And I think that our sense of humor continues when we, 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 we are out of our body. Because I think, once I was out of my body, I looked at her. The first I said, who will marry her? And I was laughing. I was laughing. But I was looking at her. And she was lying there. And I was also lying there. That's the nearest I have gone to heaven. That's the nearest. Because I am sure that if I have gone, bah, I will not have come back. One day someone died. In Kumase, and I know the person, I don't want to just mention his name. He prayed for the person. And then the person came back. When he came, he was very angry. Very, very angry. Why did you bring me back? I was just about to enter this beautiful gate. Why did you bring me back? That's why you don't have to unnecessarily pray for dead people. <laughs> unnecessarily, who told you they want to, they want to come back? Don't. It's like somebody has arrived in America. You know, somebody arrived in America one day. Then they realized that he was wearing only one shoe. So they said, where's the other shoe? Then when he came back, he saw that the shoe was in the grandmother's room. Because they deported, they say he's not correct. They deported him. So it's like you got there now, then they brought you back. <laughs> no, that story, don't think about it. So, don't think about it. So why did you bring me back? I was just about entering this beautiful gate. I saw all those nice things there. Why did you bring me back? So don't rush to raise known born again from the dead to show how powerful you are. Let them go wherever they are going to. It's only you're not sure. You don't know. I got what I'm saying. So let me tell you something. Heaven is real. As we are in church, all the things you are doing, we want money, we want healing, we want this, but at the end of the day, it is because of heaven. So that's why I felt like reading to you. I hope the service has not been boring. Are you sure? Because I just, want, I just came to read to you something that I thought you should know. You see. So, as we go out there, we are witness. We are, we are not wasting our time. You know, with the pop and all those who have gone ahead, they are just looking at you. They are encouraging you. Do more. Do more. And all the children you have killed and all, God has forgiven you. I know that one can hunt a lot of you for some time. When I got there, I really realize that this, if I say it, 
people will not be happy with me. Do you see? But God has God has forgiven you. But I'm serious. I'm laughing, but I'm serious. God has forgiven you. Amen. So how many of you are going to go out there to win souls? Wonderful. So today we are going to do a special thing. After I've told you so this beautiful story about heaven, you are ready to do everything, anything, isn't it? Are you not? Oh, are you not? Yeah. Wonderful. So the next stage of the service, I'll tell you what we'll do. We have a beautiful sunshine today, beautiful weather to do more. One more to do more. <laughs> more weather to do more. Find weather to do more for Jesus. Amen. So before um, we close the service, for the first part of the service, I just want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. A good opportunity to give your life to Jesus. So, having heard all this, Bible says in John 14, 6, that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh to the Father except by me. Jesus is giving you the opportunity to go to his pop, to go to his dad. He died so that you can see his dad. And no matter what your sins are, if you give your life to him, he will forgive you of your sins and you'll be born again. Hallelujah. So, I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. And if there's anyone here who brought, like we do every time during this month of evangelism, anyone here brought you to church today and it's your first time of coming, I want you to join the person and come together with the person to the front here. And if you brought anybody to church, you yourself should go and bring the person to the front. We pray together and we say the sinner's prayer. And this wonderful miracle time will be over and we'll go to the next. So if you came with anybody, kindly go to the person and bring the person to the front. If you came with anybody, as we have been doing. Just pray if you brought anybody to church. And as we do, do it properly for me. You see, in heaven, people are not old. Well, no, some of you didn't know me when I was bushy hair. That's how you know me when you get to heaven. I'm sure there are no pot bellies in heaven as well. And no bald heads in heaven. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. ones have been brought by people went out to win souls Tuesday throughout the week and there were people that came last week how many of you are sitting here you were in church last week last week was the first time you came to church and you, you came give me a wave give me a wave 
last week was the first time you came to church and you, give me a wave. Yeah, so a few. A few. So it means that all the people you brought last week, not all of them are here. Just about 20% are here. So you need to go back for them, fight for them, and bring them. But those of you here, I want to welcome you to church. You have taken a very brave decision, a wise decision, and your life will not be the same again. You will not feel anything happening to you this after as we stand here, but I want you to know that this is what we all did when we responded to the call and gave our life to Christ. God forgave us of our sins and washed us and made us just as if we have not sinned. And that is what gives us the confidence, the confidence that if we should die today, we will go to heaven and be with the Lord. And um, you have come so that you also have that confidence. And uh, you have come so that God will forgive you of your sins and God will wash you with his blood. So I want you to close your eyes and say this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for today. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Is the Son of God. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth that Jesus, that Jesus is, Lord. is Lord. Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you that today, that today you are giving me this opportunity. To have forgiveness of sins and to be born again. I thank you that you have washed me with your blood and I am born again. From today, I am yours and you are mine. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to Active Word by Bishop Ishmael Sam. For copies of today's message or any other message by Bishop Sam, please contact us on 0244-534-816 or visit us at Loyalty House International, Abid Dawenya. You can also send Bishop Sam an email at pastorishmael at yahoo.com. For prayer and counseling, you can contact us on 246 939-984. To support this program, send your donations via mobile money to 055-874-2922 or 050-940-0044. You can join us in worship via YouTube and Facebook Live at Bishop Ishmael Sam DHMM. Also at Royalty House International HQ page. You can also join us in worship this and every Sunday in our powerful gathering service at 9 a.m. at the Loyalty House International Abedowenya. God bless you. Lord, yes, the